0: If you love your children, never bring them to a pizzeria playground. Written by Sayer Raider, or Sayer09 on Reddit. I know that this might sound crazy. Heck, I experienced it firsthand, and I can barely understand it myself, but I can't stand by and do nothing. I can't tell you the name of this place, or even the city it took place in because I'm afraid they'll find out who leaked this information. I don't even know if that place was the only one where this happened, but I beg you, don't take your children to any of those places. I used to work in a pizzeria with a huge playground for children, for their birthday parties. This one was huge and famous for having everything. A ball playpen, a spooky obstacle course with hanging punch bags, Painted with glowing skeletons and spiders. An obstacle course with a smoke machine. Five slides of different shapes and lengths. And the subject of my confession, the inflatable castle. To call this an inflatable castle would be wrong, but I don't really have any other way to describe this thing. It was a cross between a slide and an obstacle course, full of punching bags the size of adults, so children could run through or just punch them until they calmed down after their sugar overdose. It was simple but effective, with light green colors covering its surface, along with blue thin lines for the inflatable tubes forming the slide. Children loved this thing, and looking back, I think it was because it attracted them. I was a newbie in this place. Originally, I was simply tasked with taking care of the front desk, greeting the customers and calling the cleaning ladies to any section of the playground that needed cleaning after the children got too excited from eating too many slices of cake in a row before running everywhere and throwing up everywhere. That was supposed to be my only responsibility, but the asshole I had as my manager, we'll call him Dick, always forced me to do all the degrading and menial tasks he could think of because I refused to kiss his ass like everyone else. Taking out the trash, dealing with complaints from parents about how their little angels asked for a chocolate cake but got strawberry flavor instead, or being yelled at by a parent because we didn't take refunds on a toy, a 15 piece puzzle with a drawing of our mascot that cost nine bucks because it had already been used. I had to keep a poker face as this angry, overgrown potato threw it against the ground and stomped it so hard I thought he would bring down the entire building with his weight. You know, the usual. This happened during one of my afternoon shifts. I was standing at the front desk, lost in my own thoughts, and staring at the giant clock hanging on top of the entrance as it ticked down to the end of my shift. The mascot plastered on it mocked me with his dumb, goofy smile as his arms, acting like the clock hands, barely moved at all, dragging on my eternal agony. The place had been closed for today after our latest guests left, a single family having a birthday party in one of the rooms. The kids were running everywhere as their parents ignored them by getting wasted at the bar. Dick walked down to the front desk Turning the corner with his smug expression that could only mean one thing, he was going to give me more shitty tasks to torture me. I kept my poker face the best I could as he told me that our boss told him we had to check the safety of the inflatable castle. Of course, what he meant is that I would have to do this shit while he banged one of the female co-workers in the locker room. I waited for him to leave before silently calling him a shit faced bastard and headed for the castle. To enter this section, you had to go through the entire playground. We didn't have a back door or a shortcut because whoever built this place was a friggin' idiot. Entering through the ballpen and crossing through the dark tunnels with the glowing skeletons, snakes, and spiders. I was scared of this section because of my arachnophobia. And I had to rely on a flashlight because this tunnel didn't have any lighting. Probably because it was cheaper, as they always wanted to keep this section in the dark. This was the fastest route, as the other way to reach the castle would have been to climb into the upper tunnels, go through the obstacle course and take a spiral slide down into a second ball pin, before entering again to bypass the scary tunnel. Did I mention that the architect was an idiot? I didn't want to risk getting stuck in the slide, as that thing was made for children, so my only option was to face my fears as best I could. The castle was built with different sections of inflatable parts to make the walls, the floor, and the slide. I don't remember how it worked, and I didn't care enough to ask, since my only true purpose here was to make sure there weren't any holes, air leaks, or lost items like toys or shoes. One time, we even found an iPhone stuck between the folds of the walls, but nobody reported it as missing, so Dick took it to the lost and found box. To this day, I'm sure he pawned it online. This thing was like moving through quicksand, barely able to stand my weight because they only used enough pressure to keep children afloat. The most annoying part was cleaning up the plastic balls that always ended up here, as they would be stuck between the folds or be pushed through the safety nets of the castle's windows until they snapped the strings, forcing us to cover everything with a plastic tarp until they fixed it. I made sure to look for any issues, but the entire thing was fine. I found some socks, a toddler's shoe, and a bunch of balls scattered everywhere, but nothing out of the ordinary. That is until I found a hole in the rift between the wall and the ground. It wasn't a puncture, as the air wasn't leaking out, but it looked like one of the anchorage points had gotten loose. I made sure to press and touch the area around it, but it refused to budge or change shape at all. It was a small hole, about the size of my hand, which meant any kid could get their foot stuck inside and get hurt or worse, stick their head inside and suffocate. I didn't want to deal with that scenario, so I put my hand inside to try and reach around for anything to hold on to, but I just couldn't find it. I was lying on the ground, my entire arm reaching down into the hole, but no matter where I touched, I couldn't feel anything. No plastic texture. No concrete walls. Nothing. That's when I realized something wasn't right and I took my arm out. This hole looked strange. Too perfect. I don't know how else I could describe it. I tried to shine my flashlight on it to see the bottom. But the only thing staring back at me was pitch black darkness. I stared down, confused, When it accidentally slipped from my fingers and fell through the hole, the light quickly vanished without a trace or even a sound, even though it should have hit the wall or the floor. The hole seemed to react to this as it widened open a few inches before shrinking down back to its original size. A sudden sense of dread invaded me as I realized something was wrong. I didn't dare to look inside, fearing that something would appear and drag me down, too. So I tried something. Holding one of the plastic balls in my hand, I made it roll towards the hole and watched as it widened, just enough to make it roll inside before going back to its original shape. I threw a couple of balls again, and it repeated the same pattern as before, growing and shrinking all the same. This isn't a hole, a part of my mind told me. It's a mouth, and it's hungry. I didn't want to believe that, but it was hard to ignore what I was witnessing, especially after I already inspected its insides. I slowly walked away, trying to avoid disturbing whatever it was, But at this point, it didn't really make a difference. I had entered its territory, messed with it, and threw things into their maw. They probably knew about my presence, but didn't care at all. Why was that? I didn't want to think too much about it. So as soon as I reached the exit, I bolted out of the playground. By the time I realized what I was doing, I was sitting on the ground and covered in sweat. I couldn't believe it. I refused, but I couldn't shake it off. I tried to convince myself that I simply imagined things, that I was too tired and half asleep, so I simply imagined this thing. Just in case, I told Dick that I found a possible hazard in the castle. If he could see it too, then it would mean it really existed, right? If it wasn't there, that would mean it never happened. He asked me about the problem so I told him it was a hole in the castle between the wall and the floor, and his attitude changed. His grin quickly shifted into a frown, telling me that I could go home for today. I was surprised, and when I tried to ask if something was wrong, he simply yelled at me to get out of his face and leave already. I was afraid. I didn't know what I'd gotten myself into, So I went straight for the locker room to change back into my clothes and headed to the exit. I passed in front of the inflatable castle one last time, as the locker room was in the same hallway overlooking it. I tried not to look back as I left, but my curiosity got the best of me. I didn't want to turn around. My brain was yelling at me to get out already, but I didn't listen. From the corner of my eye, I saw what looked like children staring at me from inside the castle. They weren't moving, jumping, or even making any noise at all. They were pressed against the windows, their eyes peering through the safety net as I continued to walk away. I tried to act as if I didn't see them, but a part of me knew that they noticed. Even though I barely caught a glance of these kids, I realized that something was very wrong with them. None of them had any color. They all looked like they'd been thrown in a vat of bleach until all the colors had been extinguished and turned into marble statues. I kept walking trying to act as if I hadn't experienced anything out of the ordinary, with my heart threatening to jump out of my chest as I tried to erase these events from my mind. It was useless, and now I know this. They've been scarred forever in my mind, and I can sometimes see their emotionless stares when I close my eyes. Nothing's happened since that day, at least to me. I could barely sleep at all that night, and when I finally managed to close my eyes for more than a few seconds, I was awoken by a phone call from my boss, saying I was fired because of bad conduct or some bullshit. I don't remember what they said, but I received a message telling me that I was fired and banned from the premises, and same goes for any other locations of their franchise. Apparently, I had tarnished the goodwill of the company with my insubordination and unpleasant attitude, which I can assure you is a complete and total lie. I tried to contact them, but my phone number had been blocked by the company, and any emails I sent them were answered with the same excuse. Unable to shake off the feeling that I'd stumbled across something I shouldn't have, I looked up any info about the company online, but I didn't find anything unusual. Articles, videos, newspapers, nothing came up at all. And that worried me. There was no way this business could be so perfect. There had to be something bad about them, like an accident or some unlawful practice, or maybe some mentions about the same things I had witnessed, but I couldn't find anything. Exasperated, I gave up on my quest and tried to leave everything behind me, move on with my life and all that stuff. That is, until one day, I received a letter in my mailbox. It looked suspicious at first glance, with no stamps or addresses at all. All it had was my name on the cover, written with a red marker. Whoever left this wanted me to find the truth. So I took it inside and ripped it open, pouring its contents on my desk. A dozen papers fell down, ranging from printed documents to photocopies of what I presumed were the original newspaper clippings. All of them were related to my workplace, with most of their info censored. Names, photographs, dates. The person behind this only left me breadcrumbs to investigate for myself, probably to test how badly I wanted to know the truth. All the reports and clippings talked about accidents and disappearances that happened at the pizzeria, all of them involving customers or children. Children vanishing without a trace as they played. Complaints about children sneaking in the playground at night. Strange noises coming from inside the castle, Workers being fired for all kinds of reasons. In a single year, they'd gone through 20 replacements. Most of them having been fired for the same reason I was. And the missing children. Oh, Jesus. There were photos of kids ranging from 3 to 12 that had gone missing inside or around the location. There were reports all over the country, with a list of names listed under every pizzeria. One page was full of mugshots of these children, and among them were the same ones I had seen watching over me inside the castle. It didn't make sense. Some of them had been missing for years, even in other cities. But I knew it was them. I could remember their faces. Their hairstyles, their clothes, everything. They hadn't aged a single day since they went missing. Worried about what might happen if I kept these documents with me, I dumped them inside a trash can and set them on fire, including the envelope they came with. I stared into the fire until all that remained were ashes, trying to make sure there wasn't any trace left of them. I know I'm a coward. But I can't do anything about this. Covering these incidents, taking so many measures to hide the truth, and what I experienced? I can't deal with this. I'm sorry. I wish I had the courage to post any info that might help to expose the truth. But I can't. The only thing I can do is to beg you, please, don't go to these places. Don't work for them. And most of all, don't bring your children to any parties. It doesn't matter if they hate you for it or if they don't understand why you're doing this. It's the only way to keep them safe.